Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Hello and welcome to Business Lines State of Economy podcast I'm your host Hari Priya In today's episode we will be discussing the outlook for the IT services industry that is currently facing macroeconomic headwinds mostly brought on by the slowdown globally To give us more insights on what's happening in the Indian IT space currently, I have with me today Kumar Rakesh, analyst IT and auto at BNP Paribas India. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kumar. Thanks a lot for having me, Hari Priya. My pleasure. Kumar, to begin with, uh, could you maybe give us an overview on what is happening in the IT sector currently? We see companies talking about having strong deal pipelines, but at the same time, execution being delayed. So, what exactly is the demand environment like today? So if you see over the last one and a half years, uh, the growth has been moderating for the sector. Um, uh, we had seen the peak of the growth for the sector towards the end of year 2021, when the industry was seeing a revenue growth of high teen on a YOY basis. And from there, it has moderated. And the last quarter, which is the June recently uh, finished June quarter, the growth was marginal about 1% on a year on year basis so there is a significant growth moderation that has happened over the last one and a half years and this has been largely driven by the caution around the macroeconomic concerns uh, especially in the us where the inflation we have already seen spiked up and to address that the us fed had to increase the interest rates significantly and the caution is coming out of that that how it impacts the demand side of the equation and it, in preparation of that is something which we have seen some of the it spending also being relooked at and the growth moderation um so that is what is happening and that is the reason for the most of the slowdown which we have uh, seen so far largely driven by the macroeconomic concerns you add to the mix some of the uh financial institutions in the US which came under pressure and we saw early this year uh they being restructured that increased the concern around are there any more crises which we may have to face and that is something which the demand environment is reflecting you talked about the deal wins which have been pretty strong and i think that is the key reflection of this down cycle which is very different from the past down cycles in my opinion I think if you go back and see all the prior down cycles of the economy uh some of the differences which are very startling one is almost all the down cycles typically come with a systemic crisis if you recall the global financial crisis of 2007-8 the entire financial system was coming under stress and we didn't knew how we are going to recover out of that if you move to the european debt crisis of early last decade again we didn't knew some of those countries how they are going to manage their debt repayments and how those economies will recover out of that however the current down cycle there is a very clear visibility on the recovery side because we very well know the only challenge which the economy is facing is high inflation and once the inflation gets under control the recovery should be rather quite quite swift in our opinion and hence this down cycle is possibly different because the kind of visibility we have on the recovery side of from this down cycle the second key difference of this down cycle is that the typical down cycle playbook from enterprises perspective is that you get into a down cycle the interest rate starts going up your demand starts going down 
and to address your profitability, you typically start moving your free cash flow, the cash which you are generating in the business away from investments and you start repaying your debts so that your interest cost comes under control and it doesn't balloons as the interest rates keeps going up. And, and as you move away your investments towards deleveraging your balance sheet, reducing your debt, your investments in IT spending also accordingly will come down very sharply. And that's the typical down cycle playbook. However, if you look at the US corporations right now, uh, their debt to EBITDA, if you would look, is has significantly come down over the last decade. There is a significant deleveraging which has happened across US enterprises. They have reduced their de debt significantly. What it means is that they are not under a stress to further reduce their debt. Even though interest rates are going up, it's not a significant stress on their profitability as yet. And that is a second very significant difference in the current down cycle that while we are seeing uh, a caution across and the interest rate going up, we would not see a dramatic decline in the uh, investment spending uh, because the, A, the visibility on the recovery is quite strong, which I talked about. And second, there is not a stress on deleveraging their balance sheet and hence moving away these investments and hence we would expect a recovery in the demand environment as the macroeconomic concern gets addressed. Kumar, you mentioned the visibility that companies have uh, in the current downturn, right? So where does it stand today? Uh, do you think it is going to get worse before it gets better? And what I'm trying to understand is, will uh, IT have a bounce back in this current fiscal year? So the most important factor which uh, determines, as I was talking about earlier, is the US macroeconomy. So far, what we are seeing is that US Fed possibly uh, is close to the peak of interest rate hikes and the inflation has started coming down. So this is what we typically call is the soft landing where there is not a lot of stress on the demand or the labor market while the inflation starts coming under control. If this is the scenario which plays out, most important factor being that the labor market does not come under pressure. If you look at the US unemployment rate, it hasn't started going up materially, even though inflation is coming down. So the labor market is still quite robust in the US while the inflation has started coming under control. If this scenario continues to play out that inflation cools off in the coming months and the labor market remains resilient as it is right now, then we would be expecting a recovery in the coming quarters itself, possibly towards the end of this fiscal year. We should start seeing on a year-on-year -year basis revenue growth improving for most of the IT services companies and hence we should possibly be towards the bottom of this down cycle. If not June quarter, then possibly the September quarter should be the rough of this down cycle. This also gets the visibility for all the significant large deal signings which has happened in the recent weeks and months. We track uh, the deal signings across the board, a lot of companies, and while the growth was moderating for all the companies in the June quarter, they Deal signings actually accelerated in June quarter. It was up by about 13% or a year-on-year basis. It was 11% in March quarter. For Indian IT services companies, it was even stronger than that. So that is giving us confidence that possibly as these deal signings starts ramping up and starts contributing into the revenue in the coming quarters, we should start seeing a pretty swift recovery on the revenue growth side. So, And hence, we would expect that we would be close to the trough now 
And as the economy continues to <clears throat> moderate on the inflation side and these deal signing starts contributing into revenue, we should start seeing a recovery towards the end of this fiscal year. And more importantly, as we enter into FI25, hopefully by then the macroeconomic concerns would be almost addressed and these deals will start contributing in a meaningful way. We should see a very strong FI24 in revenue terms. Yeah, FI25. That's good to hear, Kumar. Uh, in the current environment, you spoke about uh, changes in the US. When it comes to geographies and verticals, are there any resilient market segments where the demand still remains upbeat? Actually, very interesting question. And this would highlight the dichotomy I was talking about, that this down cycle is very different from any other down cycle. And using past down cycles playbook will not give you a, a correct conclusion in this down cycle. One sector which stands out is manufacturing. If you look at the PMI manufacturing across major developed markets, be it US or Europe, UK, they generally below 15. US for most of this calendar year, uh, PMI manufacturing has been below 50. That translates into that there is a contraction which is happening in the manufacturing industry. Order intake have been much lower. But if you look at the IT spending for the manufacturing industry, it's actually the strongest among all the verticals. It's still growing at about high teen on a YOY basis. Even in the June quarter, when I talked about the overall industry growth was just about 1%, manufacturing industry grew by high teen. And that just highlights that the need for IT spending has become far more strategic and structural in nature and is no longer coupled with the end market as much as it used to be earlier. And in that context, I think the manufacturing industry definitely stands out on the resilient side. Among geographies, what stands out is the UK, another dichotomy. While the macroeconomic concerns could be very visible, and the deal signings, revenue, and the decision making has been quite strong in the UK. Again, uh, an example of how the decoupling is happening from the end market of the IT spending. One of the reasons we believe this, uh, this decoupling is happening between the end market performance and the IT spending is because IT spending is becoming far more strategic now in nature. It's no longer a tactical tool to just reduce cost or improve efficiency. It is turning out to be a far more long-term investment for many enterprises. You yourself would have heard from several enterprises that they would want to become far more technology-led businesses because COVID showed that if a business is built on technology, it's far more resilient across down cycles. And that is something which now we are seeing that the tech spending is being driven partly because enterprises want themselves to become far more resilient, their supply chain to have far more higher visibility. And hence, tech spending is happening across the value chain. One of the agenda to increase the agility uh, of their businesses. And that makes tech spending far more strategic and decouples from the end market volatilities. Got that, Kumar. Uh, Kumar, on the broader sense, uh, when companies are talking about the kind of deals that they're signing, they say that uh, the focus is mostly on cost takeout deals, something companies are mostly trying to keep the lights on and all the transformation deals that were uh, pretty much active previously have taken a backseat. So when do we see those kind of deals coming back? What is the visibility that companies have there? What is it that they're looking at there? So the key driver for uh, transformational deals start becoming more dominant part of deal signings would be the comfort of enterprises on again spending on generating incremental revenue or in areas which is not necessarily only cost focused. 
Um, so the key driver for such a change would obviously be an inflation data. As inflation continues to moderate in the coming quarters, we would expect that the focus will gradually start moving away from cost optimization to generating higher business and possibly transformational deals will start coming through. So I believe that FI25 is the fiscal year when we would start seeing some of the transformational deals again starting start coming back in a much stronger way and start contributing to revenue. Uh, some of the transformational deals have higher digital element, artificial intelligence as well, and th that could be accretive to margin as well. Gautar, Kumar, you were earlier talking about growth rates declining. Will this be the new sort of normal? Will single digit steady growth, uh, what will be going forward? So this fiscal year, most likely we would be doing mid single digit growth. But as I was saying that we possibly are toward closer to the trough. And as we recover towards the later half and into FI25, we should again start seeing pretty strong growth for the companies. Uh, and that could possibly be close to double digit or double digit for some of the companies based on which geography and vertical they are exposed to. But we should definitely start seeing double digit growth again in a, uh, by, by FI25 or onwards. And that would largely be driven by the points which we discussed so far. Transformational deals are not there in the market as they start coming back and that will start contributing to revenue. One of the key reasons why we have seen the moderation in growth is because of the ramp down of some of the existing projects. As the ramp down stops and possibly the ramp up of the same project starts happening in the coming quarters that would also start contributing into revenue. So that would be the second reason why we would expect a strong growth in the coming years. And the third, which I was talking about the strategic nature of IT spending, the cloud adoption is still significantly low across industries. So a lot of work is still has to happen in cloud. There's a lot of work which now is starting to happen in the artificial intelligence space. So that should also start contributing to revenue in some stage. So all these things are more longer term driver for the demand and that should start coming back into picture as the macroeconomic subsides. So I wouldn't draw a pessimistic picture that the single digit growth is the new outlook for the industry. We are most likely going through a transient phase in which we possibly are closer to the trough part and we would be entering into a much stronger growth phase. If say if someone had to take a bet today, which companies do you think are performing better than others in the current market? Uh, which which are the ones who have been resilient and why do you think so? Uh, um, so our topic in the IT services sector coverage for us is Tata Consultancy Services, TCS. Um, they have very strong capability in the cost optimization deals, and that is something which is visible in the deal signings which they have had in the last couple of quarters. Their book to bill, which is the deals which they have signed uh, as percentage of the revenue for the quarter, has been among the highest in the last seven, eight quarters, despite the slowdown that we have seen across the industry. That just highlights their uh, their strength in this space. So as long the focus remains on the cost optimization, TCS will likely to win more share from its peers. So that is one of the company which we see is going to be a beneficiary of this focus on the cost optimization, at least in the near to medium term. The other company which we also like is HCL Tech. Uh, some of the capabilities they have built, especially on the cloud side, is relatively underappreciated. 
and hence uh, as the longer nature of the tech spending which i was talking about on the cloud side the digital side continues to play out hcl tech also is a company which should see much stronger benefit coming through those means so these are a couple of companies which we would be looking very positively on kumar i think generative ai is the flavor of the season so might as well ask a question on that as well so tell us your take on that given that everybody is uh, making big bets on it big investments on it uh, when is this going to help how is this going to help and uh, i understand it's uh, still very nascent stages but going ahead it, do you think in the long term it will be a major play it should certainly become uh, because there's a lot of work which needs to be done and many of those works fit very well into the service offering which indian it services companies offer and hence it could over the medium to long term could become a material uh, revenue driver for these companies we have seen something similar happen with cloud i recall that cloud started as a buzzword early last decade so it's more than a more than 10 years now since we have been hearing about cloud but covid played as a catalyst and it suddenly became mainstream and we started seeing significant revenue coming in from cloud and the growth rates have been phenomenal in that space in the recent generative ai buzz has significantly increased the interest across enterprises for ai and i wouldn't expect it would be similar to cloud that it takes about a decade to finally start contributing to revenue it would be much swifter but of course at this stage enterprises are more into exploratory stage they want to understand that how best they can use generative ai tools in their enterprises then the second stage would come is to prepare themselves for using those generative ai tools because all the data which is there with the enterprises may not in the current form be usable with the gen ai models and that's the second stage which we possibly start entering into the coming quarters where the companies start preparing themselves for a better use of generative ai once they have established the use case and then comes the third stage the actual implementation and application building on the gen ai and that would be the stage when we would start seeing meaningful revenue contribution to play out so possibly in 2 to 3 years we would start looking at generative ai are contributing more meaningfully to to revenue and most of the indian it services companies in different shapes and form have already started investing which you talked about they seem to be preparing themselves pretty well to capture this new revenue growth driver got it kumar thank you so much for your optimistic inputs uh, we hope uh, that you enjoyed the conversation thank you for joining us